you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL Podcast. Maybe this year will be better than the last. (laughs) Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. I'm Greg Rosenthal, sitting in for Dan Hansis in the host chair, surrounded by a a room overstuffed with heroes, Mark Sessler, Rachel Bonetta, and Connie Fox. Hey! Hit the music. I mean, we have to have the, okay. the intro music if we're, we're going to If we must, then fine. We are here. I just find it interesting that, you know, I'm sitting in this chair and Dan's nowhere to be found. I just find it really I find curious. it interesting that you're talking over Colleen's uh, intro. That's what we Mexico. do. That's Guys, the way we do it. Guys, I don't know how this thing no, works. you do fine. talk over it. That's you the can do whatever you want. Will. You want to hear it. We're all together, and it's kind of nice, and I'm giddy about it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the idea. Dan's... Um, you know, on a beautiful anniversary trip in an See, undisclosed recently talked trash. Locations. You guys invite me on this show. He's nowhere to be found. I just think, I'm just stating. You're, you're, he's fleeing from you in, in theory. I okay. thought. Um, Is he a coward? I don't know. You had asked. You wanted to be like in the inner circle on the bench with Benetta podcast. Correct. Of course, everyone should check that Correct. out. If you like this podcast, you're going to love that podcast. Um, it's a great lesson. What could be more inner circle than being part of the ninth annual I love it. Schedule I'm happy release to be here, extravaganza. I'm happy to be here with my gal. Let's go. Let's talk about it. I mean, do we need to talk about it? It's like the it's the day where it's like it's a confection more than any other NFL day of the year. I, I do enjoy it, though, just kind of like getting excited. But Colleen, you know, stopped us before the show and yeah. said she had some very pressing in, matters, important matters to really hit us with. Okay, first. So, so you have the floor. First of all, last podcast, I just got to say, Connor or Mark Sessler, you have to bring back Heat and Light Pod. Like, that's, Mm. it's got to come back. It was such a fun listen to have you guys together again. And I felt like it, Mark really was just, there was a different energy about him. Felt like you were more alive talking to Connor. Yeah, he's in love with Connor. So anytime he's there. Appreciated being along for that ride. So I would like for the Heat and Light Pod to come back. 
I think either Connor or was pulled from my rib, if that's how that story goes, or vice versa. There is a kinship there. We did 10 episodes, and then we were snuffed from existence um, for an explanation I can't really discuss further. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. So it, the show, um, the topics would be controversial. Let's got, put it that way. This just got real. Shout yeah. out to a lot of listeners who hit me up because I have now the entire compendium of the Heat and Light podcast. No. So. Oh. How You're did you find that? It's on in. the internet, or you found it it's, like in the NFL archives? No, it's on the internet. Okay. Um, Twitter user at Juan the Hoosier was the first one to make me aware of a Reddit user whose name is Fonny Cox, which is funny. <laughs> who has Jeez, them? Watch your mouth. <laughs> got a problem here. I love has it. them all uploaded to YouTube under a channel called Heat and Light Podcast Stan? You can go okay. find this on YouTube. Well, right why now. don't you tweet it out and then pin it to your Twitter account? This now that like yes. you've taken this oath as our okay. podcast right, Ra- producer. I would never ask you to do something like that, by the way, Justin. <laughs> right yeah. to Rachel's point, like we tacked on an addendum to the list of oaths that he has to listen to every single Heat and Light episode, which is a lot of time wasted for Justin that he was out of because these did not exist. They now are they're <laughs> now back in he, existence. Uh, Have a nice weekend. Otherwise, you wouldn't understand like our all of our like. There's a chance we make a inside joke. 18 months from now, and we want you to be prepared for it. Wow. Graver is just drowning in, in work now from tasks that you guys are that, giving That him. was all you had to bring up? That was the pressing you matter? You know, now that I, now well, that that's I look very at dismissive, the, by the way, Greg, I'm just saying that it like, sounded exactly. important. It's slightly you dismissive. You should show some we more have support. A, we have a schedule that needs <laughs> to be released. Hold on. I have one pressing thing before we get started. I know <laughs> yeah. that this is an audio medium, but I feel like Mark's giving me Jeff, Jeff Probst on Survivor today. Yeah. The, the shirt. shirt the yeah, whole the attitude. His shirt matches our matcha. The Everything. attitude. Oh, you're just giving a little Jeff. I don't know quite know what that means because I haven't watched Survivor since about <laughs> 2003. So I, I'm just taking that Give as a me, positive. You're missing out. It's still alive wasn't and he well. kicked off because he had some off-field issues. I think he's, I think issues. he's come back. Oh, okay. I think he's come back. Okay. I, think he I might be mainstay. mixing up. You're definitely shows. mixing that up. Jeff is... shirts are always. Yeah. Wait. No, that was the, the Bachelor. Jeff's like an okay. actual good guy, right? Jeff's a great guy. I don't think he's been canceled. No, definitely not. Mark, on the other hand. So did you have Not another yet. one, Colleen? You <laughs> well, said you had two Well, now that I things. look at my list of, of pressing matters, my notes just say passenger landed a plane in Florida with no flying experience whatsoever. Um, oh, I And then something that. about tattoo talk. Uh, okay. But I don't know. You can know also if... mix these things in during the show, too. Okay. That's like another way that. to go like, off topic. Here. I like that. I like that there's no rules when Dan's here. I like the, the airplane well, feels really off the rails. It does feel like the <laughs> yeah. kids are just playing. There's no organization. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, that means the schedule is out. We are taping this uh, before the show, uh, before the actual schedule um, was released, because we're very special people. We got early copies of the schedule, like every season. And this is the ninth annual edition, Justin tells me. He went back and, and counted them up. Um, they always make the producers turn off all the cameras so that it's, it's not so going secret. throughout the uh, building. They warn us if they can trace any leaks of the schedule uh, to us. Fired. Like, if Canadians start tweeting it out no, a lot, don't then they're going to be there. like, that's right. on Bonetta. No, don't put that out there, and you guys. we get in big trouble. But if you're listening to this, that means it was just released. So let's dive into it. Let's dive into week one. I feel like week one is always the, the right place to start because um, I'm like a small child. I can't focus on too many things at once. We're going to be talking about week one for the next four or five months. And beyond that, it's like it's too far in the uh, future. Mark, why don't you get us started, like something that excites you about week one? Well, I think like, the, the st- start at the very first game, because I think some of the kickoff games 
have slightly been underwhelming, depending on, you know, like they've just not always been the greatest matchup of all time, depending on like the visiting team. The Bills at the Rams is pretty much the best thing you could have asked for. Yeah, that's so fun. There's a chance we've got people at, fist bumping in the in the control sure. room here. People What's are not excited? to like? There's no weak point the here. The same because... group was literally like not paying attention to Mark and I's <laughs> podcast the other day, like whatsoever. Oh, they were they were they had other things going on mentally. But this is a different show. It's about different things. Bills at Rams. I mean, it's it's the Super Bowl winner against the team that everyone should many thought should have gone from the AFC and will go this year. So mm. there you go. I like that one. That's a great one. You have uh, Matthew Stafford hasn't played the Bills as a Ram yet. You have the Von Miller aspect, which really mm. doesn't matter that much. Oh, it's not yeah. like a huge revenge game. He was only there for not even a full season. I feel like they, did, they did him like a huge favor, a lot, and he did that a huge favor. Yeah, yeah, he like cashed in because of that. However, I, when I look at week one, Broncos at Seahawks. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm losing my voice. Uh, Broncos at Seahawks. They went for it week one. I you can't have believe Russell I, Wilson right off the bat going back to town. I love that. It feels like we're getting spoiled with that one. Like I feel like we should we should be forced to wait for that one a little bit. <laughs> uh, but they're giving it to us right away. The one that I'm excited about, Mark. I don't know if you're feeling the same way, but I want to see what these Browns look like week one. I feel like I dated somebody hot and heavy in high school, and now it's like the ten year anniversary. Wait, but I the whole thing is you're looking for a new team. I listen. I just want to see if they if did they get oh, fat. You still, you know, did they get too the much Botox in their face? Right. <laughs> right. You know, are they a mess? And That's what I want to see. I, I want to see them flailing. They buried Cleveland in terms of national exposure on this schedule. They have two primetime games and a bunch of hidden-away contests, and I think we know wow. why. But I, I love this idea. Let's say something oh, goes they wrong. Because they sold their souls to right. go get the Let's say Watson. something goes wrong with the Panthers' quarterback situation, which is not hard to, uh-huh. between now and then, an injury, I mean, whatever. What could go right? What, well, what is because, the... because, it, like, because they're not aiming for Baker Mayfield, in theory, at this point. But if they lost Sam Darnelson, let's say they sign Baker Mayfield, and you get your 10-year high school reunion Cleveland Browns version uh-huh. going up against Baker Mayfield, who would be like the third guy in that... Triangle. Picture, you know that Elmo gif when he's like in fire? Like that's <laughs> yeah. going to be Mark and I like. Uh, if Baker Mayfield beats the Browns in week one as a member of the Carolina Panthers. Panthers. I would cry. Would you be a Panthers I would fan cry. That, cry. that could maybe sell I would be so happy. You can't roll out Sam Darnold to play football again in 2022. Just do it. We know that they were interested. They were talking trade during the draft. They weren't willing to... Um, take on all of his salary and the Browns weren't willing to pay like half of it, whatever the Panthers asked for. That but that means change. they would like change. That means they would accept him at some point. The Browns are at the point where they just got to give up the ghost. They lost this. Like y- you're a big loser this off season for everything that you've done Browns. And you're going to get your wins in the future. At least you believe so, like with Deshaun Watson, but the whole Mayfield thing's over. What, like it's such a distraction. He should show up to work. And just like be a pain in the ass so that they have to get rid of him and so that he ends up on the Panthers week that. one. That would that's be a good great. one. I, I also really like Patriots at Dolphins. That that seems no, I that's hate a, that. That's always Why? That's super Mike juicy. McDaniel's grand entrance. You Mike have... McDaniel versus Belichick in his first ever game. Exactly. Yeah, I get the it, Patriots it's... like always crappy when they play the Dolphins. Like, don't the always. Dolphins have a way better Dolphins record against in Miami? That, yeah. that true. That's, that's true. But it's also the third straight year that this has been the week one game. It's just an annoying, weird subplot to me as like a Patriots fan that they keep doing the same matchup every year. I mean, it's been like different quarterback matchups depending on the year. Aren't these Dolphins different though? 
Yes. With Mike McDaniel having so to deal different. with Belichick, like I the Dolphins in general are interesting. I just don't like that big of a division game, Miami, where they always lose. Like right Miami. off the bat, and it's the That's same. Right. It's the same thing year after year. I'm with you though on the Russ versus Pete Carroll thing, week one. Maybe they were kind of thinking how I thought. Like we're small children, we can't like it can't like hold our attention in terms of this revenge rivalry. Why wait till week nine? Maybe the Seahawks aren't going to be good by then either. So it's got every like ounce of juice that you can possibly have. But I love it because Russell Wilson's on the Broncos because ultimately Pete Carroll didn't really believe Russell Wilson is as good as Russell Wilson thinks he is. And and he's also on the Broncos because Russell Wilson doesn't think Pete Carroll's as good a coach. As he thinks he I is like, I love that. And it's, it's just true. Like, like they, they did not think Russell Wilson is a top five type of quarterback anymore. And so they were willing to do this and he gets to like prove him wrong in Seattle. Oh, I, I, I do think that when they meet right. and like hug and stuff like that, it's going to be boring. Like they're both so, you oh, know, like nice polite and right. it'll be nice. Like, you know, when Be- like Belichick faced off against Brady last year, we were all like, Oh my God, are they going to hug? Are they going right. to kiss on each, on the, their cheeks. Are they going like, to What are they, right. they going to do? And it's like the most excruciating. Kiss on their cheeks. Kiss I would on their have, cheeks. I would have loved to have witnessed that. <laughs> the next... Kiss on the forehead would have been I nice. I was trying to decide what I wanted to say, and that's what came out. <laughs> the next four out. months, too, for Seahawks fans, like knowing that this is first and it, it's home. I, you can already see Seahawks fans. I've, I've noticed some that are rooting against Russell Wilson a little more than they expected. Like they, of course they loved everything that he did for him, but now that they're seeing him like have the cheesy videos with Ciara, where he doesn't know whether his dog is male or female and that it's not a great dog. I, At least I think if you're going to pick a they've dog, they stopped dancing. I, I feel like, right. They there was a time Bronco, where like, there was a lot of dancing happening and that was making, I can't me watch it. Seahawks, I can't watch any of the videos. Seahawks fans are like, great. That's not our problem again. If we win week one <laughs> with Geno Smith against Russell Wilson, and I'm everything already, feels hold better. Up, Greg, one thing, Seahawks fans right now are completely in space because I tweeted out that they had a quarterback scenario that was a problematic thing. You've got Drew Locke or Geno. I know you love Geno so much, but all these, all these teams are like, you don't understand the Seahawks have a plan. It's a trenchant plan. You're, you're, like, you're blind to what they're doing. I'm like, talk to me in week five when they're one and four and they're trying to still sell Drew Locke to us as a, an actual entity. If that happens, does Pete Carroll... I feel like it's so weird to see the Seahawks without Pete Carroll. Obviously, he's getting older. He's going to have to retire at some point. But, like, if the Seahawks are really bad this year, is he still there? I feel like they gave him the power to go through whatever this rebuild is to some degree. They're going to let him kind of have I mean, at this stage, right? There's there's word, like, the the Allens, um, you know, Paul Allen died, their former owner, and they're supposedly going to sell the Trailblazers. Are the Seahawks potentially next? I think that's partly why Pete Carroll is still there. Is like they just didn't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. I think all the of that, Seahawks you know. think that they're going to be good. Yes, I do too. Right. Like and they I think, legitimately they and think I, it. I kind of think like they'll Gino. find some way to win eight or nine games, which is about what they did last year. Mm-hmm. And everyone will like raise it up as like, oh, it's you know a great job by Pete Carroll. Week one's a lot of fun. You also have Justin Fields and Trey Lance going up against each other from the 2022 mm-hmm. draft for like a relatively low octane game. I think that's kind of fun. Eagles Lions. Yes, because this is going to be right after Hard Knocks too. Like yes. the first That'll game of the season. Two buzzy teams. teams. You have Eagles Bucks. Lions. You said it's going to be. Fun. Come on! I think the Bye Lions in. are really. I think the Lions. I've already thrown it out there. I want to be the, the schedule team. makers. Don't think so. The team of around the NFL. Well, right. It's a 1 p.m. game, they but like that's zero the 1 p.m. time games. 
they all their schedules like almost every single week is just a one o'clock game. For the, the only Lions. team with no prime time. I feel like that was the Lions. Yeah, yeah. it's unrewarding only because they were team. fun down the stretch last year. Right, mm-hmm. like that week one game is absolutely fun. It, Eagle, is. it was not a fun matchup when they played last year, though. They're also just a fun team to root for, whether they're fun on the field. Like they've just got such characters, and we're gonna get yeah. to know all of those people way uh, better. Oh, that's true year. because of Hard Knocks. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like the first game of a Hard Knocks team that will be good. It's like the NFL saying, we, HBO, we're bigger than you two. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That is, that is um, surprising because I think they're going to be fun. And I think the Eagles are going to get overrated by a lot of people like me who already see them as like a top eight team in the NFL. Really? I'm, I'm very into the Eagles. Bucks and Cowboys, by the way, are the Sunday night mm. game there. So they are definitely swinging for the fences, just like going for monster ratings right away. Let's go to Thanksgiving. We always uh, kind of Also, by the way, real quick, first. Raiders Chargers. Did we mention that one? Oh, that one's going to be That's really great. good. That's a that, great one. They ended their season together. Full circle. They yeah. end where they, yeah. they begin where they ended. I also, also love Steelers at Bengals because for 20 years... That's been the week one or week two thing where Pittsburgh goes in and just wins 40 to seven to get going. Now, now they're in space on like? some level mm. and everyone is starting to know well, the Bengals actually last year was a magic ride that won't translate to this season. I don't agree Disagree. with that. Yep. I'm, I could talk week one the whole time. Know, to me, truly. week one right. is the best game. week of the year. I think it's always the best week on the football calendar. You got the most football to go. Everyone is so like fresh and new. Nothing's been ruined. Hopefully, people aren't injured. Like, it's like sensory overload, though. Usually it's a little too. much. Like it's a little one. much with these games and prime. That is maybe <laughs> the best primetime slate possible. Bills, Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, Broncos, Seahawks. That's pretty awesome. Let's go to Thanksgiving next. Just because I, I think of that, I think of our family. Like it's my it's my favorite holiday Aww. in general, and it go, they go back to the Bills in a big spot. The Bills have five primetime games, and they're on Thanksgiving this year, uh, which is exciting. It's Bills Lions, so that's the Lions' big moment. They don't get their primetime game, but more people watch that game than any game all year usually. Even I mean, it's historically not been a that big, is the number one game of the it's year. It's not been a big wow. moment for the Lions, like twenty out of twenty four. I'm just of saying the last it's the most people but. watching. Even when it's like uh who was your guy David Blau and the Blauhards the oh, other yeah. year? Like people just <laughs> they just stuck and they watch that game. You have Giants Cowboys for the millionth time on uh, national television, and then Patriots Vikings as the nightcap. Do we have any thoughts here? I'm kind of excited to see where the Cowboys are at in November. I believe this could be wrong. I believe they have one of the easier strength of schedules. We're giving the Cowboys everything. Here's all of these gifts. You've got this incredible schedule. Jerry, here you go. Let's see what you do. So I feel like by Thanksgiving, we will have a good indication on are they going to throw it away again? They usually do after the playoffs. Dan, that This is a Dan um, colonel that he likes to throw out there. Just like literally they've never followed up a playoff season with another good season. Well, Jerry that's Jones. like the NFC Forever. East. They, too, they're horrible with success. They, they start feeling themselves. Uh, and I, I think the NFC East, like the Cowboys are listed as, you know, one of the easiest strengths of schedule. The entire NFC East is. Because mm-hmm. a they get to play each other, so the best right. one to me would be the you know the Eagles and the Cowboys because they don't have to play themselves. They get to play the rest of the division, and then out of the division, uh, they play the AFC South, uh, which is as easy mm-hmm. as it gets. Sorry, Graver, and the NFC North, which maybe isn't the easiest NFC division. You could argue the South, but that's the easiest combination of out of division schedule. So the entire NFC East wins. I, uh, I like the idea of Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins on Thursday night. I do too. But the one thing about the schedule, it's like, 
hey, let's look at a game in like early December, be like player X versus player X. Can't wait to see that. The chances <laughs> are half these teams are shattered health-wise by then. Don't and we're projecting. I'm just, it's, but it's true. It's supposed to be a fun day. I know, but that's I why we're celebrating. There, there is, is an party. element Jeff to this. Jeff Probst that is, energy right now. Whatever. Like, that's, <laughs> is that's, Probst the big like kind of uh, downer? I mean, I don't know. I've completely made up a story about Jeff Probst. I don't know anything about the man. I just keep on saying Like, it. Mark is the one who always puts in his sandwich propositions predicting the season that some horrible act is going to either befall a player, a team, or the earth as a whole. And once you were right, I mean, you pretty much pin- predicted the pandemic. Like, you finally nailed it. It is Survivor, wow. after all. Right. I mean, I, don't, I have no concept with the Jeff Probst thing. I'm going to have to go do some research. I take it as sort of a slight. Um, it is. I was yeah. wondering if the Patriots <laughs> would get as many primetime games uh, as they used to. And the answer is yes. They, they got were... four weeks in a row of primetime games late That's in the season. Wild. That is ridiculous. That is uh, oh. a little outrageous. I hope they're good. Uh I do, too. I think they will be. I think Mac Jones is going to be better than everyone thinks. But 13 teams have five primetime games, which is uh, a lot. And you can end up with six if you get moved into Sunday Night Football. But it's 49ers, Bengals, Bills, Broncos, Bucks, Chargers, Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles, Packers, Patriots, Rams, Steelers. No huge surprise. They're probably the best team or the, the best chance for one of those teams to totally stink and ruin a primetime game. I'm going to go Steelers. I'm really excited that the Chargers have five. I feel like they, I feel like they can be something special. Well, they watched the Rams win. They have that. They had so <laughs> many. I talk about this nonstop on our show. They had so many like one score games that they lost. Like they were so close. Your show being bench with Bonetta. No, our show. Oh, game day view. That's, Everyone also should check out. Did you forget that shows. we were on the show uh, together? The for a sh- no, I thought that's what you meant, but I didn't know. Game day view. Uh, we have a schedule release show too, which is on all sorts of streaming platforms, Ooh. and we'll just be yeah, sitting there we're everywhere if you want to find today. it on Amazon Prime or Paramount Plus. Peacock. Or that's on the Peacock. big. That's on the but big just, show, right? It'll just sit there. No, no, we're oh. digital only. You know, for the most part. How I did think so they put many us on NFL Network agree to work together to air this this episode? I don't that's, know. That's they wanted the goods. I, baby. I think they needed I mean, something, and they were like, "Well, we're not going to give you Rich Eisen and them, but we will give you <laughs> this other show." And uh, we're gonna. Knock it out of the park. People, people should check that, that out. That show is on NFL Network, 11 p.m. It is, Pacific it is time tonight. Yeah. tonight. Thank you, Justin. Hey now. I didn't know that. And I think it's on Friday as well. Um, I, I like uh, that Lions game early. Is there any other games, though? Mark, um, you suggested a uh, a segment that we could do here today. Just just randomly picking games that buzz your loins. Mm. Ew. <laughs> we had dudes. Uh, I mean, totally <laughs> separate reactions. <laughs> You could take that to mean what it means. Um, I mean, I, if you were picking like a, one of us to use the word loins in a show, it would definitely be Mark. It's like yeah. I text Greg these things, and then it, uh, when it was the on show an email. arrives, it, was it on turns around. He turns around and uses it against me on the actual show. When I what I sort of mean is it just gets you, yeah. Going, okay? You should be proud of your loins. I like that whole concept, and oh. I would say this too: Bengals at Cowboys, Week Two. They've got the Steelers in week one. And as I mentioned, I think people are starting just to act like the Bengals were maybe not for real last year. I love the uniform matchup, number one. But Mm, this is going to be late on CBS. You're going to get Tony Romo announcing this. And the the Bengals also closed the season against the Bengals and Ravens. So, like, for me, like, they've got a ton of exciting ones. But if they go in and take care of the Steelers and then take care of Dallas on a national stage, it's like, don't tell me the Bengals aren't legit. I love that the Bengals have five primetime games, mm-hmm. too, by the way. And there's so many 
good matchups for Joe Burrow coming up, like Burrow and Brady play for the first time week 15, Burrow and Josh Allen week 17, um, Burrow and Tua. Meh, that's fine since they're like LSU, Bama, whatever. That's week four. Um, so that's a great one. I'm so excited about week six, Bills Chiefs. That's like Woo-la. best game of the year. I hope there's no way it's going to live up to what we want it to be, but mm-hmm. I want 25 points in the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's how they end it. It'll be 10 9. Like, that's how this works. <laughs> it, will, it will be a completely different type I, of game. I feel weird, like, picking games at the end of the year. It makes a good point, Mark, that we don't know what's going to happen by then. Week one or two is, like, easier to get excited about, but I do kind of love the Chargers Rams, like, that's battle. Yeah, for yeah that's LA. what I was going to say. Let's all go. It's, I'm down. It's week 17. It's on New Year's Day. The entire uh, slate is on New Year's Day. Uh, so. You can look at that any way you want, but we we could go to that. I think we should go to that. I want to so, go. And the and one of the reasons I love it, not just because it's the Super Bowl champs and they're both entertaining, and it's Herbert, is they sneaky don't like each other. Yes. And I don't even think it's sneaky. I don't think they. I don't think they like to like advertise it, but it's a better sneaky don't like each other because it's not really the players. The players don't care. They're they they like each it's other. It's like a sibling it's the rivalry. Teams. It's the organizations. It's like the team, the Rams. It's like, hey, we built a stadium. Oh, you want to come like join us? Like the Chargers, whether they like it or not, are forever the gonna be the Jets with the Giants when they were like leasing in the Giants stadium, when it was called Giants stadium and the Jets had to play there. That is who the Chargers are. They're the little brothers, but they look pretty good. So it's like a fun thing to imagine. I really think that they need to kind of buy into this rivalry. In Major League Soccer, there's El Trafico. It's the Galaxy versus LAFC. They have billboards around the city that are like crapping on each other. And it just, you want to go and watch these games. It's like... a part of LA versus another part of LA like people for some reason hate each other even though we're all in the same city like it's it's fun buy into that more people are going to want to go to these games that's definitely the the Chargers especially it sounds like yeah you're buzzing right sure is that how (laughs) I don't want to talk about my loins I mean, it's May 12th. What else is going to get your loins buzzing? <laughs> On vacation? Uh, uh, Bucks Bengals is getting my loins buzzing as well. That's Ooh. a 19 nice one. year age gap, I believe. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's good. I feel like the enti- this entire schedule would be so different if Tom Brady hadn't returned because the Buccaneers are basically in every high leverage spot that they could possibly be in. I like the TNF Lamar versus Brady. Uh, Ravens, Bucks. Uh, what else you got, Mark, that's buzzing your loins? I like Chargers Niners. Uh, it's a little bit more nerdy, but I, the idea of Kyle Shanahan versus Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert versus mm-hmm. maybe Trey Lance. I just want to see what the Niners are doing at quarterback like, at that yeah. point. When is that? That's Sunday night football, week 10. Oof. I mean, okay. that's going to have a lot of meaning. I think the Niners could be a team on the brink at that point. And the Chargers, if they keep winning games like this, to your point, Rachel, I mean, they can start hanging in there with the Rams in terms of, of a how they're viewed. We also like get a Rodgers-Brady week three. That's another yeah. possibility. Could be the final dance we for get, those we, two. It will. We, I have one. We get the rematch. Go ahead. Uh, the Carson Wentz revenge tour. Yes. Mm. I love that. It stops in Indy week eight mm-hmm. and Philly week 10. Ooh. I cannot <laughs> wait. I want to go to that one. That's that, going to be a Connie Fox uh, on location special. Connie Fox special. I like that. <laughs> That's one of those. Paid though, all by Connie Fox. <laughs> like, they're, those are truly revenge games because yeah. the Colts brass, for lack of a better word, their ownership and their general manager basically made it as clear as possible how they think just getting rid of Carson Wentz is going to save them. And he knows that. 
and hopefully he's still the starter by week eight. I'm not totally sure he's going to be the starter there for the entire season because it might go poorly, Mm -hmm. but I hope he lasts at least till week eight for the Colts in week 10 uh, Eagles. I I like Chiefs uh, Bengals to week 13. I feel like that's sort of gotten slept on um, as the, Biggest collapse since 28 to three. One of the biggest collapses in NFL history. One of the most shocking wow. games I've ever seen since we've co- you know, been right. doing this job. I, I put that right with Seahawks Packers I, even, as the two games to me that just stunned me the most as I was watching them. Mm. What happened? Like the Chiefs just giving People that treat up. Bill's Chiefs as the AFC title game. And it wasn't. We all know that. And it's like, I'm with you. That The Bengals scenario and what they did to Kansas City mm-hmm. coming out of the second half, into the second half was like a epic comeback and like essentially ma- like sealed how magical the Bengals were and unstoppable. I just anyone? cannot get out of my mind during that game at being at Lakeisha's with you, Greg, and Lakeisha walking around the backyard burning sage at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the Kansas it City Chiefs. Like, it was the winningest team in the NFL over the last five years. The team, I still sort of can't get over that. Uh, Rachel, you are, are so busy. You have so many things that you're doing. You're hosting Game Debut later. You're editing some other piece. Um, you've got the Bench with Bonetta podcast. Mm-hmm. You, I should have mentioned at the beginning of the show that we had a special guest that's actually going to be replacing you halfway <gasps> through. And Are his we name tag is in? Patrick Claybon. I want you guys to actually be on the show together Come on in. for at tap, least tap, tap like in. one Let's minute. Let's get in here. Because uh, we're going to be making some history here. They said it couldn't be done. Patrick, <laughs> could you just stand <laughs> with this headset for a couple minutes before Rachel leaves? Yeah. <laughs> and I want to make history here because they, they said it couldn't be hey done. Guys. Five uh, five headsets, five hosts at once. Uh, and I don't think you guys have ever been on a program together, Holy Rachel crap. and Patrick. I don't Did think you we have. We, we had a really nice moment at the Super Bowl where we were sitting next to each other for the very first time. And I think I just looked at you and I was like, Patrick, you're very funny. And, and, and I was, was like, like Rachel, Rachel, you're so funny too. You're very funny. And I was like, oh, okay. And if not for Greg Rosenthal and this magical fifth headset, this would have happened. This is a a special moment that we all got to share. And and it's so nice. And Dan's not here. (laughs) (laughs) This might be the best part of all of it. Tough stitch. you know, Mark and I are too smart to say things like that. I am like going to stay quiet on that. Use the He's declaring vengeance on me. Dan, Dan is my friend, by the way. Right. So. We are wow. trying to make up for how much uh, we miss his presence by overstuffing <laughs> this show. I oh, don't Dan know if we've in. ever. <laughs> Dan's here. <laughs> <laughs> Mark looked over his shoulder very quickly. I was. Su- I thought he was in Mexico last I heard. But so. Mark lives in it total fear of Dan at all moments, <laughs> even if he's out of the country. Uh, Rachel, it's been a pleasure. Guys, I don't know if you have any me. final thoughts, but um, we loved having you here, and we'll we have you back on. I know there's been some tension. You weren't happy with. Uh, the oath that Justin took mm. as our podcast producer. Did you guys um, talk that out yet? We tried to, and I'm so sorry I talked over your intro song. That's what I was trying That's to get right. out of it. I mean, I was trying to get it out right right away. And we're just, here, you know. Yeah. It, well, life, thanks for having life me. Life is too short to be having. I will only, let me make this you. proclamation right now. I'm only ever coming back on the show if Dan's not here. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you can tell him that. That was bold. And you can tell him I thought that. this would be a nice way to like quickly squash that because, you know, we have enough um, 
beefs. Like Daniel Jeremiah and the, the little show that he is just started. <laughs> like that's enough. That's, that's enough beef in my life. Uh, I don't need any more. Isn't that a hint to you guys though that maybe you need to work on yourselves if you guys have all of these beefs? Oh my gosh! Not, I am not worried about that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome in, Patrick. Yeah, okay, here's your seat. Thanks we're gonna, for having we're me. We're gonna guys. be more introspective as we get older. Uh, Clay, but I, I don't want you to sit the whole show. You should take okay. Rachel's seat. That'll okay. just make uh, everyone feel uncomfortable. Bye, one, banana. One thing Bye. Um, I, I thought about with, with Patrick here <laughs> is that he, he is such a versatile co-host. He always just sits in for the whole show. He's just another host, just like you, Colleen. Uh-huh. Um, you're just another host on the, the Around the NFL podcast. But there's never like a Claybon-themed uh, segment. Oh. Back in the day, uh, there was. It was like some your tweets. It was trash takes. Trash oh takes. Oh my god, I forgot about Claybon. that. Literally like six years ago. Whoa. So it was a golden segment. <laughs> no, it was a great segment. But th- this day, where I th- I thought, oh hey, we got a lot of people in here. Maybe Claybon, uh, he's busy at the news desk. I, at least I thought he was, and was only going to pop in for fifteen minutes. I thought we got to do a Claybon themed segment. I don't even know what this segment is. Yeah. He's surprising me with it, but it's some sort of list of games where Claybon uh, prepared, and I- I'm excited. And let's do it right after a break. That's what the host has to do. I mean, you're up. You're Graver. making me look bad, Amazing. Justin Graver. You can just like me that or text me I, that. You I probably did. did, but I've ignored I it. You, you yeah. needed to jump Let's in. Let's do that. No, so the screen is completely segment <laughs> after this break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Uh, you you just fast-forwarded through all those ads because you just wanted to get to this Claybon hey, break uh, in this Claybon segment. What, what, what are you treating us with here? These are games 
that will be incredible on the Twitter.com. Ooh. Okay. Maybe not on paper, but we don't care about paper. Paper isn't real. Uh, tweets <laughs> are real. It's a construct. Yes. I, I like that you're leaning into it, because when I think of NFL games and NFL Twitter, I think Patrick Claibon, a very active, a volume shooter, Thank as they you, would Greg. say. <laughs> that, that It does land, and I appreciate that, because okay. that is me. Uh, I will start... I guess we'll go in the order of days, that because that makes sense. Yeah, okay. uh, right. chronological. Uh, September 18th, the Commanders take on the Lions. All right. Okay, wow. And, and nothing gets the juices going on yeah. the Bird app like a quarterback who's not good and is not having a lot of success that has been a part of conversations for a really long time. And if mm. Carson Wentz goes to the, the meltdown land, like the self-destruction land that <laughs> he finished land. last season with against the Jacksonville Jaguars, it'll be bad for the commanders. Of course, it'll be bad for Carson Wentz. It'll be great for Twitter. I, I think it will make mm. tweeter, tweeters fun, yep. especially those that, that have the predilection that, that – that Colleen does right. And, and that's when I. That's when I stop mm. my like. I'm basically on Twitter strike most days, um, <laughs> and then I come out, and then I become a volume shooter just in like like a mm. two hour span, does and it, then I do a blackout again. The the sneaky story here is like Wentz watching Wentz, and maybe the Commanders not do well. And look, they haven't had a likable offseason as an organization or a likable last couple of decades, really. So uh, it makes sense, but it sounds like people are, are ready to root against that. And that could be Lions coming off hard knocks, maybe coming mm-hmm. off a home win against the Eagles and maybe going for a 2-0 and Your one concern is that it's buried on Fox at yeah. 1 p.m. Eastern. So well, we I'm, not, I'm not sure that. it's a national movement, but maybe you're tough. turning it into that. Well, what you hadn't considered, though, Mark, is what Carson Wentz is planning to do when he arrives in Washington, which could get the entire nation talking. As we all know, excited to really go ahead and uh, start to take command. <laughs> oh, no. The panache. My favorite drop. Actually, yes. Start two in week two. All right, game two. All right, let's go to game two. Uh, we'll go to the Jets and the Steelers, and it, it's perhaps the same premise because it's early, and we might still be getting Mitch at this point Ooh. in a huge game at home. And remember the, the Thanksgiving game a few years back where, like, Mitch is throwing screens and slants against the Cowboys, and everybody was like, oh, he's back, baby. This is the Mitch that was promised. Uh, I think it would be hilarious and spectacular and great and good and everything we need uh, to get the timeline going. A little Trubisky fun. Clavon, right? I love this so much. Yeah, you are they, beaming. You are absolutely <laughs> choosing games that Claybon will be on fire about and that I don't know about the rest of America. Well, Wait, what? Which game was this again? Oh, week four. Jets. We got week okay. four. Steelers. Jets. Steelers, October 2nd. Jets and uh, Steelers. Yeah. I, w- I wonder. The Jets, Jets schedule <laughs> here wonder. early. The Jets, I feel like people would be into uh, the Jets if they could get interesting I, this year. The belief, right? You hear it. They believe. And, you know, should they? I don't know. There's right? a lot of a- AFC North know. teams and fans, I think, that would be happy to see the Steelers completely... Uh, collapse. Well, it's time. Do you think it's going to happen? No, because that's not really their DNA. I mean, what is a collapse? Like, they they missed the playoffs. Winning, like, five games or something. I think it's equally possible. They're starting with Bengals, Patriots, at Browns. Let's say they're 1-2 and or 0-3 and going into that Jets game, and and Claybon's right. Trubisky's throwing uh, some some bad passes, and they're 
staring at one and three. They're they're trailing at halftime. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Tr- and, Trubisky could vibe losing his job in week one to Kenny Pickett, though. If I, not I might in the take preseason. Pickett to win week he, one. Yeah. He could. And, and it depends on the philosophy and how they go about that. But it's just the chance. Just okay. the chance that it might happen. It's and even need. though it's buried in the same with the first game, right? If, if somebody throws a left-handed interception or does something wacky, true. then mm. it's good. we're going to see the video and people are going to make jokes and it's just good. People are watching Red Zone anyways. Right. Right. I, I will get more. If, if people think I'm being negative, let's get more positive on okay. October 9th. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the Giants and the Packers. Right? Yeah, that's good. Um, if oh, well, I will get personal because if I'm lucky enough to do game day live for another year, that's three and a half hours every single Sunday where I don't really get to live tweet games. Like like I don't get to go into the trance. You're busy. Or like on primetime games where I'm dual wielding children and I have to try to get Coco Melon going. Right. Right. But you're you're on you're air as the games are on yeah. hosting the show, so that's impossible. What is Coco yes. Melon? It, it, <laughs> Consider yourself lucky that you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It, it, okay. it, it sends small people into a trance-like state that allows you to... Is this a to... cocktail you give them? No, no. It's it's a YouTube thing. It's, oh, it's a video. It. Ah, which is but, a cocktail in a way. Mm-hmm. But when they are asleep, mm. and along with the rest of the world, and I can sneak into the garage and really go into Twitter, right, and watch a game and live tweet it, that is special. And I know that there's probably a whole bunch of other parents on the West Coast that would really look forward to that opportunity and so i think that's a great twitter day a nationally nationally globally televised what we'll make it the entire milky way shout out to it's the a picture network of, game too yeah nice Multiple network galaxies, game. Giants, yeah. Packers. Yeah. we got a picture of sagittarius a star uh earlier today right they, they have a photograph of a black hole at the center of our galaxy maybe it's the biggest game in the galaxy at that time right even though time See, is relative. this is where uh, you know i i often say claybon <laughs> is too smart for the job he has <laughs> And uh, once again, is this still the around the NFL podcast? I'll I'll save it for the the space time the podcast. Astrology. Um, but but seriously, it, it's a good opportunity to take it back to like my late twenties and live tweet a, a football game and Claybon time. I think that sounds valuable to us and to you. Mm-hmm. I I think Giants could be more watchable this year. I I've thought they better this for be. a few years and I've been wrong because I think Daniel Jones has a watchable couple of seasons in his career in him. I think he's a relatively entertaining player if he was in the right system. And it doesn't get much more right than Brian Dable and spreading out the field and all these. He's got like four slot receivers. I don't know how that's going to work. Kadarius Tony, uh, Sterling Sharp, Wandale Robinson. It's like, and there's no one really on the outside. There's Galladay. But I think they're just going to throw the ball like 60 times a game, throw it to Saquon. It's in Tottenham, one of our favorite places to go. Maybe we'll be at this game uh, Mark, maybe, maybe Pack you me too. In your suitcase, please. Okay. This time, maybe you can, maybe you can come. Maybe uh, you, you can pull it off. <laughs> maybe I'm going to. You're usually busy. You're usually busy traveling all around the country, uh, so you're a hard person to get. But maybe we can get you for this one. Okay. This would be a good one. And get it, Colleen to Tottenham. That's they, it. These early, maybe not in a suitcase. Like you could just yeah, we go could as a human being in a, in a ticket. You could put me in the overhead. No. Claybon I don't is know why speaking, you keep suggesting um, these these scenarios, but as an adult, as a like a parent here, because you're right, the 6:30 a.m. game as I've gotten older is like actually I enjoy that game. I'm happy to wake up for that game. What? It's quiet in the yeah. house. I'm totally with you. That at first I was like, uh, you know, like I was, you know, it was almost like showing your professionalism by waking up for the beginning of Bengals Dolphins there. But now I'm totally into it. There's no other games that are that quiet and like you can just watch football. It's like Christmas morning. You, you get an opportunity to really, to, to really enjoy something. Colleen, it kind of cuts into my sleep schedule a yeah, little bit, Colleen, so the, it's fine. Colleen has I'll... never watched the first half of a, a London game. That is for sure. You can be real about that. All right. Game four. Also on October 9th, after maybe people have gotten rested up, um, the Seahawks 
visiting the New Orleans Saints. It's a matchup that we don't get to see a whole lot. And similar theme, uh, Drew Locke in the dome against a really good defense. Um, <laughs> Drew Locke. What's wrong with you? What do you mean? It might, it might be yeah. bad. It, it might also be funny. And it's not that I'm against these guys in any way. I want to see people who are good at football have success. I can't help that it's really funny when people at the quarterback position continue to get chances mm. and they continue to be bad. Uh-huh. And so all I can really do is point out that, hey, this is funny and this is also really bad. It may be. You so know, the train wrecks. Yeah. Basically. And then in theory, somebody else can get the job. Right. Well, maybe well, Jameis Winston on the other side. Yeah, so, I mean, right. there is a lot of uh, leeway for collisions and problems. Yeah, it could it could be chaotic, which is always good, always great for the timeline. And this uh, Saints defense could be about the hardest matchup yes. possible. I think people people just think they're going to be mediocre this year for some reason, even though their defense is loaded. They start off uh, with Mariota by the way, in week one, like that's a tough week one. Uh, Then you get the Tom Brady game where it's the only team that stops Tom Brady. Then you get Sam Darnold uh, potentially in week three. This Saints uh, team and defense could be cooking. Then they go go to Tottenham. And yeah, that Seahawks game, by the way, a rematch of some good uh, playoff uh, matchups and heartbreak, really, for uh, for the yeah. New Orleans Saints. Revenge. We, we like revenge. Playbond's chaos. The is Beast great. Quake game. <laughs> uh, that was a tough one. All right. And then finally, number uh, five. Finally, uh, we have Thanksgiving Day, the Patriots uh, visiting the Minnesota Vikings. And this one is circumstantial as well. By the third game on Thanksgiving, everyone is lathered up. Uh, people have had their nap. Presumably, people have eaten. They've probably imbibed some substances. Uh, the phone batteries have died and been recharged. <laughs> people are at their best for that final Ooh. game on Thanksgiving. And I feel like we've gotten some duds. It, they look, have, look good on paper, but they've been have. blowouts. The Saints game last year was terrible. We need the last game. Not necessarily to be the best game. Probably the middle game is the, is the game we want to hold our attention mm-hmm. because we're, it's competing with so many things. But that last game, let's relax. Let, let's talk about random stuff and also football at the same time hmm. and kind of appreciate uh, the spectacle that dominates our lives. Like a, you, you don't need, need the third one. Quarter. Right. You don't need it to be overly complex, though. No. No, you, mm-hmm. you just didn't like. Remember the Steelers-Ravens game where it was like I, I was covering that, and it was like the one, hey, I'm, I'm Mike Tom, I'm going to run out on the field, and like there's going to be on Bell's going to get like a dangerous concussion at the end. It was like there are 18 spinoff stories. We don't need that Thanksgiving night. So this is actually the the ninth annual spectacular, but another anniversary is this is actually the ninth straight schedule release extravaganza that Mark has mentioned that game. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that. I know that for a fact because on the way to work this morning, I decided to crank up our, I think it was our first ever extravaganza. It was back in 2014. Uh, and you did bring up that game on that extravaganza. I was traumatized. It had been uh, the previous uh, Thanksgiving, and you've you've brought it up ever since. There was also a great moment. I'm, I'm just going to play it now. I was thinking of playing it after the show, but I want to hear it now, where the name of this very show where we are talking uh, first came into being and was first decided just a little piece of around the NFL history. Let's listen to it. This is a very special, very special around the league podcast. It is the, let's see, what are we going to call it? It is the scheduled release special. (laughs) (laughs) Bonanza. Sounds good. Extravaganza. What do we like? Bonanza or extravaganza? Extravaganza. Extrava bonanza. <laughs> it is the schedule release extrava bonanza. Oh my God. 
sometimes a that rolls doesn't off mean the tongue. The same thing. <laughs> it is a schedule release <laughs> extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> so they, you know, they, that's live workshopping. That's uh, podcasting at its best, and it's always. We great. don't plan these shows. No, you it's can always see that. it's always great in the uh, Chris Wessling podcast <laughs> studio to uh, to hear his voice. I was looking for like a clip where West just ranted about how much he hated the schedule release show, and at one point I pr- I almost prompted him to it, saying how much he hated writing about the schedule release, and instead he just went on a rant about how bad the recent Superman was. Uh, and uh, totally didn't answer it, so which is which was very West. Very West. Very nice. I, I recommend it if, if if for some reason you're a big fan of the show, uh, go back. That was a fun one. Gold Standard uh, Gold was our standard. producer. producer mm. I will yep. say in Wes's honor that doing these shows for schedule release is the most annoying thing of the entire year because we can't get our hands on the information until like basically right before we do the show and we have to beg people and sometimes like side text people and promise them that we won't tell anyone that we got the schedule, but we need the schedule to actually do a show talking about the schedule. And that person who you're requesting that from is under fire from the employer, our company, that if you do share you're essentially fired, so you're putting them in a tight spot. But I, you're a pre- you're a preparation person, so you're. I, am. you're I also- feel like though it's it's a sign of um, where we are. Like we, our jobs are easier, frankly, than they were nine years ago. We were having to make a content plan and write all this stuff and do all this stuff. And you're right, we were begging and borrowing and stealing. Now I I know the person to go to. I'm not gonna say it out. I just you know you just walk up, you ask a few days before, and and. We had Mark it was and delivered I had to it. us. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in this advance. year was, was the easiest easy. year. Yeah. I don't know why they be you because you're with people. You get with us and no. you uh, and you get it, and it's all. Fun. Which is more of a, a statement on your acuity. That's right? what I'm saying to, to manage the system, as <laughs> right. opposed to like when it's Colleen's actual job to release the schedule, but they don't release the oh schedule. Oh my god! To Colleen. There it's were like, a couple <laughs> years, like years oh, ago, where I would be like frantic and I would be basing my notes off of leaks on Twitter and and I'm like the Perfect. show is in like two hours and I still don't have the schedule like how am I going to do a show that that Seems is slightly hostile on the part of the producers for you a little stressful yeah that is that is absolutely ridiculous I we, we've done this so long though that I've heard every schedule release take that there there've been and I've actually had every schedule release take that there've been like you go through the cycle of it it's like at first you think you're clever for being like hey they're not even uh, announcing the games you already know the schedule they're just announcing the order of it like okay everyone's already said that we know that yes. right. um, then schedule there's the other side the it's like before. then there's the response which is like well fans schedule their planning around it they do travel and so it's very exciting and I, and I agree with that too now I just I just accept it I accept the fact that the NFL is so powerful that this is even a thing, and that's ultimately going to pay for my kids to go to college. Yeah, their 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 prestige <laughs> and the power it. of the NFL. I'll take it. This day proves it. There's it is largely meaningless, but I do think probably there are hotels all over the place where the phone lines are blowing up when you find out what Green Bay's schedule is. I love schedule kids, release day. No, it's my, my favorite. My kids are so into it. That's how I know. Weren't you like, when you were young as a fan, though? I, I was. was. Big yeah. time. I, I don't think it was. It wasn't nearly the same thing, but whenever it was, it like you probably got it in the newspaper the yeah, next USA day. USA Today or something. Um, right. But 
yeah, that was extremely exciting. But yeah, my kids want to like write down everything. They were they were uh, looking for leaks from me. I gave them like a couple this morning. I was like, don't tell the kids at school like that it. it's Bills Rams hmm. week one. Well, if there's a if there's a bubbling geez, up in the Santa Monica Greg. school system of what we know what's going on with the Rams schedule, we know Greg where that came himself. from. Yeah. Right, R- Raj is like looking at a Twitter account of some nine year old in Santa Monica that breaks this news. I'm in trouble. All of us, you're just silent there. Yeah, like, we didn't tell our kids. Yeah, I didn't tell my no. kids. I told them one game, and I made them promise. Well, not one, to one do game anymore. is no different than fifty. Like you, mm-hmm. yeah. you broke the seal. And Ellis is super smart, so she could take that one game and extrapolate probably the rest <laughs> of the <laughs> schedule. <laughs> She's leaked it to the Times. Yeah. Um, do we have any other things we want to go over here? Maybe like the revenge games. We hit, we hit some Carson Wentz. Uh, is there, I, I saw the uh, the Matt Patricia versus the Lions game. Week five. There's no one that Lions fans hate more than Matt Patricia. So I would, if I was a Lions fan, I would find it very annoying if Matt Patricia is getting a lot of love by then as some offensive genius that is helping Mac Jones get to another level. I don't think that's a likely scenario, but that's one of many possible scenarios. Especially when you consider that the winningest coach in the franchise's last 40 years was fired specifically because Matt Patricia was going to come in and take the next step in the franchise (laughs) crater, and they had to start over from scratch with a tight ends coach. How about this one? Like, this got on my radar, Yannick Ngakwe. Mm. Who is now with the Colts? Mm. And like you think, oh well, you know what? He's he he got traded away. Like he's to the Raiders. He's with his old defensive coordinator. He should be happy. Um, no, he, his quote was, "They'll see how I feel when we play them. We go to their house. They'll see why they fucked up. They'll pay." Whoa! Yes. <laughs> that's a revenge game. A lot of these revenge games are nonsense. But how about Doug Peterson also going to Philadelphia? What about Mike McCarthy going to Green Bay for the Ooh, first I like time? That. When is that? He could be under fire Week at that 10. point too. Week ten. In, yeah, he's in Green under Bay. fire right now. <laughs> True. That is that is a great one because it. I, I know that. I do pa- love Doug Peterson too. The Packers need to play gotten... that. I am. What does he say? What is his little clip? Who? I'm annoyed now. Like, oh, they, I'm like, annoyed now, I would, I would play that on on loop at, in Philadelphia <laughs> over and over while he's trying to do his job. I uh, I love that Ngakwe thing, too, because it's kind of like, you traded me for Rock Yasin, bro? Ooh. Yeah, genuinely, he's, he seems highly annoyed. I'm, I'm pissed off, Angelo. That's it. Yeah, I'm that's pissed it. off, Angelo. Uh, we've got Bobby Wagner against the Seahawks a couple different times. He mentioned specifically he was going to be ready for that game, uh, more excited uh, for that week. Well, what else do we got? How about, uh, I don't know if this is revenge, but I'd just like to see how it goes down. Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick, week 15, Sunday Night Football, Raiders, Patriots. Ooh. And McDaniels already has a win as a head coach over Belichick. It is Did ready. It somehow yeah, with Denver. P- pumping his little fist on the <laughs> running across the I field. remember that. That was the, the pretty much the high point of the McDaniels era. It is wild, as you mentioned, uh, Mark, that the Patriots have four primetime games in a row, it's that Thanksgiving game. We should have mentioned they get the Bills the next week in primetime. They always do that thing where uh, two teams that played on Thanksgiving then get the Thursday night game uh, mm-hmm. the next week. It's usually the Cowboys. It's usually in a big spot. It's like December 1st. It's week 13. It's like right at the height of the season. This time it's going to be Bills, Pats. That's pretty good. Then it's at Arizona on Monday night football. And then, yeah, the Raiders that you mentioned. I did notice in general, and I don't want to get us in trouble here, but I thought the Thursday night prime video schedule was not as not um, a lot of juice, not as um, juicy as the Fox Thursday night schedule was. And that's why you need Agreed. to embrace uh, alternate means of enjoying a football game. If, if things get bad, if things get a little sideways, 
Um, don't don't be that guy that's like, oh, Thursday night football again. Like you're not watching anything else. Like what are you? Right. Like Law and Order. There's only so much. You can that's watch. why there's. I think that's why there's 13 teams with five primetime games. That's more than it ever. It ties for the most ever. Like last year, there was that. It's spread out. I actually like that better because the more it's spread out, the more you have some teams that are popping up that you haven't seen a ton of. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully you don't have like the 2021 bears who are like in prime time. Well, Th- so thankfully the-, the bears are only in three times. I'll take it three times in six weeks though. And it's like, <laughs> it, to me that, that stood out as a little bit obscene. Justin Fields could make them. If you have a good quarterback or an interesting quarterback, you could be interested. So I, I'm the holding Eagles also have the most home primetime games. They have four. So I'm not pissed off about that, Angelo. Um, <laughs> and then also a couple other things that I looked at. Weeks 9 and 14 are going to kill fantasy teams. Uh, each of those weeks, six teams are on by. And then this was interesting that the Packers, Steelers, Texans, and Titans – each face two teams on their schedule that are coming off buys. And the Packers, Mm. Titans, and Steelers, like, they aren't easy teams. I think the Packers probably have it the worst because they face the Bills and the Cowboys, who both will be coming off buys. The Titans have the Chiefs and the Broncos off buys. Um, So those – Steelers have the Eagles and Bengals. I mean, that's tough with the Bengals, but that's not – that's not easy. Those no. those teams kind of got screwed. I never, I never like that. You never like the team that gets stuck on the road the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Or if you have any three game road trips, that's bad. I didn't. I looked and I did not see any. Uh, we uh, didn't mention the Christmas Day games. By the way, we have a triple header on Christmas. Packers, Dolphins is the first one. Then the Broncos, Rams, which we had talked about. Russell Wilson here. Uh, I've gotten word back from my kids. They don't want to go to football on Christmas. So they I'm, do not. No. But they, right. could go I was like, they could go on New Year's Day, though. I was like, they, I brought it up. I thought it'd be cool. They had, they had so much fun going Christmas week last year to Rams, Seahawks. Uh, but they both were like, no, we want to stay home the whole day and play with their toys. Like, And I was like, okay, that totally makes I sense. I want to do I'm that, like, too. I just thought it'd be oh, like same. a one-time <laughs> thing. And it's like, it'd be unique. Like, you're only going to go to one Christmas Day game probably ever if yeah. you're here. Like, I just thought, but no, they're not. New Year's it. Day, though. That's perfect. And then Bucks right. cardinals uh, is the NBC game. They're doing a Sunday night football game on Christmas. They're really trying to ruin our families. Speaking of the Cardinals... <laughs> They buried them, and this had to be DeAndre Hopkins-centric, but they buried them, I think, six, seven weeks in a row at 1 p.m. out of the gate. And then they play. They have a tough finish. They have a bunch of like backed-up primetime games end of the year. But their final five games, and we know what they do at the end of the season under Cliff Kingsbury historically, include the Patriots, Broncos, Bucks, and 49ers. Ooh. I still love that for them. I mean, I, I like they're they're going to have to reverse field and like finish as strong as possible. I I think when you're trying to do like hardest schedules, easy schedules, it's really this is the part that Wes hated was it's it's impossible ahead of time. I think the best way to do it though is is probably just look at which divisions play which divisions. You could kind of look at like the Vegas over unders. That makes more sense than the the strength of schedule we usually put out on NFL Network. But to me, all the it, there's a commonality of all the hard schedules. If you're in the AFC East, uh, you got a very tough out-of-division schedule in general. So if you're uh, trying to be an up-and-coming team like the Jets or Dolphins, like I think it's a, a little tougher than it would have been. And then I think the two Western divisions are very difficult just because they're playing each other. And outside of the division, it's a pretty tough schedule too. So I feel like the AFC East, AFC West, and NFC West, if you're any of those teams, to me it seems it AFC seems West tough. has like 19 primetime games. 
too. Right. That, Which is it, the most so in the Super Bowl era for any division. Whoa. And the Dolphins, to your point, you're Mike McDaniel. You're a different Dolphins team. Out of the gate, you have the Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals. And then at, mm. late in the year, between week 13 and 15, three straight road games against the 49ers, Chargers, and Bills. Ooh. That feels like an arrow to the forehead. And That's all, tough. All people really want to see is, is some sort of progress. I, I mean, of course, wins and losses ultimately matter. But if you have a tough schedule and you're competitive, hopefully – Franchises don't bail on on new coaches. To oh, the, I think to the that extent. happens all the time. That, that people end like, up getting yeah. fired or hired based on like if they got a little lucky from the schedule. On the flip side, do you guys have any easy schedules that stand out to you? Anything? I, I think the AFC South in general pretty easy because uh, they again they get to play each other. Like you'd rather be the Colts <laughs> or the Tet. Titans, because mm-hmm. then you get four games against the Jaguars, a- and their out of division schedule doesn't look too tough to me. A- NFC North gets to—I don't think that's that tough a division in general, and you get to play the AFC South out of division, so I like that. And the NFC East in, in general, I think, is, those are the easier ones. Yeah, I think Tampa and New Orleans made out with a yes. very successful yeah. year yeah. With, with what's going on in Carolina and Atlanta, and them being good teams as well. Of course, that means they have to deal with each other, but you get two on the other side, and I, I think that. That makes things easy. And with the Saints, uh, the one thing that kind of stood out to me was Week Seven. They play the Cardinals in a, I think, a primetime game, or it's a third. It's a Thursday night game, and that should be the first game that D Hop is back off suspension. So that has a little, a little, little bad luck there. So one of the first things I did while we're talking suspensions, looking at the schedule, is like, okay, what do they do with the Browns? Because I was just mm-hmm. curious. Um, they buried if, them if they were going to strategize around. Watson's potential suspension. But I didn't really have that takeaway. My bigger takeaway just from a football angle was their schedule is loaded up with their easiest games on paper early. And that is extremely, that could be advantageous to the Browns. I don't know if that was intentional, but they open at Panthers, home for Jets. Then you do have a primetime game. So if you were a conspiracy theorist, they're not hiding the Browns there in week three while Watson could be suspended. That might be Jacoby Brissett. Well, that's where you'd want them to play. You don't want to have to talk about Deshaun Watson. So I think True. if anything, they, that's when you want the primetime game. That, that's a good point. And then they're at Atlanta. After that, their schedule, like the rest of the division, I, I think is extremely challenging. But that is about as, that is the easiest four-game stretch of the year. Uh, for the Browns, and it might line up exactly with Deshaun Watson's suspension, but we have no idea. I do all find I it the, like the, the NFL. The longer this goes, the more I'm concerned the NFL is not going to do anything about this. Right. I, like, I find it confusing that the league would cater to the Cleveland Browns because they went, they were the team that went and got Deshaun Watson and, and trying to get, give them cupcakes while he's suspended. Yeah, I think there's so many possible permutations of of the schedule that we could we could draw any kind of conclusion, right, based on how we want to view it. Claybon, why do you have the cord uh, wrapped yeah. around your neck <laughs> of the headset? He he does this he, on a yeah. frequent basis. So it's, it's, if, it, if it were to fall off, it wouldn't fall far. Or? Well, I, and you're I, tugging on the cord. Yeah, well, the thing is, the the it's the not... West clip made me think of of how much Chris hated the whole <laughs> pin the thing behind your head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it, it it just makes me think, like, let's make this as ridiculous as possible. Let's drape this entire it's cord. It's just not a good image. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt we, you. We but... are big Claybon fans. It's, it's disturbing. Okay. You're okay. right that we probably shouldn't read too much into it, but I think you can absolutely read into that they only have two primetime games. Well, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, they... in, a world, in a world where Deshaun Watson just got traded there and he had never um, been accused of uh, all of his sexual assault and misconduct, 
the Browns would be in primetime five times. Absolutely. They would be a premier team. So the other primetime game is in week eight. We don't know if Watson will be back by then necessarily either. Uh, that's uh, against the Bengals. But yeah, that was really surprising. They are at 1 p.m. 14, or 15 times. This schedule. More than any team, I this think. This looks other like than the Cleveland's schedule during the 18 years that they'd win about four games a season. Yeah. yeah. And and hopefully, right, uh, there was no decision made by anybody that would try to hide from facilitating a conversation around sexual violence. I mean, I, I think uh, that's absolutely... Because, I mean, we, we should do that anyway. We should do that regardless right. of whether Deshaun Watson is playing football. But hopefully it's just, you know, there's so many scheduled permutations, and if this was Baker Mayfield, then he would be like, oh, this is a personal offense. They, they don't want us. Nobody believes in us. I'm Baker Mayfield. Yeah. But, like, instead, you know, this maybe he'll get traded. Wow. So we so we get uh Baker Baker's gonna join the Panthers. He's gonna beat mm-hmm. the Browns in week one. Then we're gonna have the Sessler Hansis Bowl and Zach Wilson's gonna beat the Browns in, in week two. Right. And Same then, for the fact, Greg, that I'm not a Browns fan anymore. I know. But I'm not th- now you're gonna actually I don't know if you'll enjoy it, but it's not gonna bother you like it normally would. And then they would be <laughs> 0 and two heading to the Steelers on Thursday night in week three. That would <laughs> be a tough situation. Oh and the football gods, maybe they would be speaking there. But that, 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 that's too much of a downer to go out on. Let's go out on something positive. Colleen, the pilot just say landing the plane positive. that had no experience. How about yeah, that? Yeah, shout out to that guy. That guy was incredible. It was a single-engine Cessna flying from the Bahamas to Florida. And this guy gets on the the air traffic control radio and is like, we have a serious problem here. Our pilot is incapacitated. And the air traffic controller was like, uh, Roger, what's your position? And the guy was like, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't know how to fly a plane. I don't know any of this. And they ended up, the guy who was controlling the traffic was also a flight instructor. And he literally talked him through landing the plane. And he landed it, like, beautifully. When did this happen? Mm. This happened yesterday. You, you are breaking the news to me. That is an exciting story. And you you have been a pilot before. People don't know I'm this. I'm a student pilot. So, wow. And my dad's a flight instructor and an air traffic controller. So this uh, took about a half hour away of my morning where I was supposed to be looking over the schedule. But I was like, wait, he did what? I need to hear the audio. I need to see the video. <laughs> Who is this guy? That's amazing. Like, yeah. So impressive. pretty impressive. Of course, my brain is so ruined. Uh, the first thing I thought was, oh, well, they were ferrying some sort of illegal material and the deal got bad in midair. This person knocks the other person out and then feigns ignorance to the entire experience of flying in order to escape the authority. That's that feels, the heat and light pod. That's so highly possible. <laughs> Everything you just said. Like, it just is. Uh, Mark, any any final thoughts? Uh, the only thing that I would like to see outside of football, I mean, if that's where we're going, is what if we that's had like a schedule no, release on earth where like you find out on like January 1st for like 2023, like, holy like Halloween's on June 6th this year. Or like Christmas is on March 9th. And like we, not every year, but like one year where we like, that's the only thing that could be bigger than what the NFL has created. If it went down and just affected all of us. I love it. I'm changing my birthday this year. So that works. Keep people on their toes. Never let them know where where you're going. I, that was so beautiful that we need to make that an episode. I'd at least do a schedule release of like, our podcast and maybe our world, we could release some dates for what's coming up. I think that is a, a million dollar idea. We're not going to top. We that. could get a sponsor for that. I think we should sure. go out on that. Um, Graver, your Titans are are not in prime time, five times maximum, so that uh, gives uh, your team uh, another thing to uh, complain about. But the, the Titans Twitterverse will be on fire, no doubt. 
Um, but they, they're they, they're in there plenty. Um, this has been a, a thin slice of heaven. Yeah. As Go Sixers. Dave would say. Game six. Go Celtics Friday night. Uh, thank you, Patrick, for coming in. No, for tagging in. Thank you to Rachel Bonetta. Yeah. Colleen Wolf. Mark Sessler. We'll see you next week. Heed the call. All of this makes sense. I am on board with it. Look, you want you want to race to the schedule and find out your road trips, plan all that, put a W and L next to every team on your schedule. I get all of that. Just don't ask me to analyze it five months. There's no analysis necessary. <laughs> Just enjoy the schedule being released. All right. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.